0: 40 box.com here. So, we got a pretty interesting story for today. And a woman gives up hot water plumbing to save over $27,000 living on a boat. So, let's get right into it. So, I thought this would be pretty cool to check out. So, a woman has revealed how she has managed to save more than $27,000 on bills and rent since moving into a narrow boat. So Elizabeth Earle, 33, first bought her narrow boat, the Leviathan. By the way, that is an extremely cool name. Like, if I were to ever buy a boat, I'd probably call it something stupid like the boat. <laughs> but a name called Leviathan, as like a boat name, is pretty cool. So she bought it for $5,200 in 2019 and has since spent an extra $16,500 on renovations and decor over the past two years. So the author and illustrator from Nunton, Warwickshire, swapped her one-bed attic flat for her 32-foot canal boat to live the life of travel and adventure she'd only ever read about in books. Her frugal living means she saves over $14,000 a year on bills. So she said, I grew up reading Lord of the Rings and the Chronicles of Narnia and grew up in a village, so I always had a fascination for that fantastical life. I'd always loved the idea of living on a boat since I was a child, traveling to different places, and meeting new people, and taking your home with you. It felt like utter freedom not tied to paying rent or working for an ungrateful boss so my bills are extremely minimal i've gone from paying one thousand six hundred and forty two dollars a month with rent gas and electric to just three hundred and forty seven dollars a month on the boat the rent for my marina spot at is $164 a month, but it allows me to use the facilities, so that's been quite nice during the winter as I've been able to get hot showers as I've not managed to get the gas and hot water sorted yet. Hopefully she ends up getting that sorted pretty soon because I don't know if you've ever taken a cold shower before, but it ain't really pleasant. So I pay $131 a month for my boating license, Boat insurance is $10 a month and the canal and river trust tax is $136. I cook off a camp stove and rely on my log burner to keep me warm. You definitely have to make big compromises like emptying a porta potty and battling with condensation, but it's all worth it when you wake up in the morning to the beautiful countryside. Now, that being said, you know, to everyone each their own, right? And personally, I love nature nature is absolutely amazing i could never see a life without ever being close to nature that being said a toilet is kind of nice and for anyone who's ever used a porta potty it ain't exactly fun (laughs) right especially knowing that there's been like so many people that used it now obviously for her she Pretty much doesn't have to worry too much about a whole bunch of people using a porta potty, but you know, personal preference. Some of the people that might end up listening to this might view this differently, but I kind of really like having my own toilet. Like that—that's like a big deal, <laughs> having your own toilet and being able to like wipe your butt with your own toilet paper. Oof. Let's see. So it's incredible just how much money you can save when you're not paying rent or a mortgage. That money goes back into my own life, my own property, and future. Now, the only thing that is sad about this, right? Because, I mean, look, I think it's pretty cool that she was able to do something that she really wanted to do, right? Because here's the thing, right? Like, everyone's view as to what they want out of life is vastly different, right? Some people just want to work a nine-to-five job every single day, get back home, play games, talk to their friends, date people, all that kind of stuff, right, and not really care about anything else. Some people want to work like 20 hours a day on their own business and trying to grow that. Some people want to get to the point where they are financially independent, retired early, right, the whole fire movement thing, where you're trying to, like, retire before you're, like, you're 30 or before you're 40, right? So you might end up working extremely hard or setting up your life in a way to where you minimize your expenses so much that you barely need any money to survive, right? So to each their own. The only thing is her kind of, like, referencing this as, like, Financially, this is like the greatest thing ever, you got to really take that with a grain of salt because look, heard comment about like, you know, this is going back into my own property, my future, all that kind of stuff, right? Yes, you could use the money that you save to end up making way more money. You could end up using the money you save to live a little bit more enjoyable life. But putting The money that you save back into the boat doesn't necessarily mean that that is a good financial decision, because boats go down in value just like cars go down in value, just like airplanes go down in value. Now, obviously, in the past years, a little bit different because of the whole like shipping craziness and a whole bunch of different factors with like you know the chips, all that kind of stuff, right? Where like. You could literally have bought like a brand new car two years ago, three years ago for like 20 grand and now that same car that you have with like 30, 40,000 miles on it could actually probably be six or seven grand more than what you originally bought, right? Which by the way, if you need like, if you're trying to work on the path of like getting out of debt and like managing your money, you might want to consider selling your car because you might be able to make a lot of money from selling your car. The only problem is you're also going to have to buy another car, too, so you're probably going to overspend on that. So keep that in mind as well. So after hiring workmen to install the boat's interior, Elizabeth has since added her own personal touches. She said, I want the boat to have that Edwardian cookie feel. It just seems like such a comfortable theme. She said, Leviathan is only 32 feet, but I couldn't bear to leave my books behind. I'm surrounded by the novels that inspired me to go for this, and it's a great comfort to see them every day as I sit back with a cup of tea in front of the fire. My family are supportive, although I think they wish I'd do something a bit more normal and settle down. I think they dread to think what project I'll do after this. I mean hey, you know, that's kinda true. Like if you're willing to do something like live on a thirty two foot boat that you gotta poop in your own porta potty, you know, you might be into doing some crazier things too. By the way, she has a pretty cute dog, which is pretty awesome. So my favorite part of the boat is probably my ninety nineteen twenties bookcase which I reclaimed and is now piled from top to bottom in books, so much so that Leviathan is a little heavy on one side. I also love my wood burner. It makes the boat so cozy on cold nights, it's the heart of the home. After my granddad passed, we found some antique fireplace backings he had collected. My dad added it to the fireplace, so now it's even more special. And it's nice to know that a little part of my boat was created by my family. Elizabeth has always enjoyed spontaneity in her life and claims her passion for travel and adventure is what led her to buy a narrowboat to set sail around the country. She said in 2017 I moved to Australia but didn't want to be stuck in one place and ended up becoming really interested in sailing and ended up buying a one-way ticket to South Africa to join a sailboat crew. I spent six months traveling around the South Atlantic swimming with sharks, visiting shipwrecks and scuba diving. We even visited an island where a man had lived alone for 20 years with just penguins. I eventually bought my own subboat and did it up, as well as adopting a dog, Leela, a four-month-old German Shepherd mix. So, the moral of the story with this, right? There's nothing wrong with what you want to do in life as long as you make it financially work. So what I mean by this is that she's able to do this because by doing this, she's actually able to save a lot of money, right? Meaning that she could probably not really have to make that much money every single year to be able to live this sort of lifestyle to kind of like have a little bit more freedom, right? Like once you factor in, like you basically calculate your average monthly expenses, All you got to figure out is the income after that, like how to get your income to match that and above, and you're basically golden, right? And if you can decrease your expenses to the point where your income, at whatever level, is going to be enough to pay whatever lifestyle that you want, then you can pretty much go and do whatever you want. Especially, for example, like in America where, Technically speaking, you have so many more options available to you as to like the possibilities of making crazy amounts of money or just working at a grocery store, making like 20 grand, up to 100 grand, depending on if you're like a manager and all that kind of stuff, right? Like there's a lot of possibilities out there. You just got to figure out what type of life do you want and how much is it going to cost on average per month and figure out how are you going to afford that, right? And once you do, you can pretty much go and do whatever you want, right? So for example, if you're someone who wants to like live in like in a mansion, like let's say like 10,000 square feet, you also want to be able to drive like a Lamborghini, you also want to be able to never really have to really look at your expenses ever, right? You're probably going to have to be making close to 30 to 40 grand per month, before tax, right? Because then at that point, if you were to use the debt way, which I would not suggest, you could technically afford the payment of a mansion depending on the location where it is, and a Lamborghini depending on the year and the mileage, you could technically pay like I think about like eleven hundred to fourteen hundred dollars depending on the Lamborghini. In what year? Per month, right? Obviously not including insurance and whatnot. So you could technically afford whatever lifestyle you want as long as you truly understand the expenses and how much money you actually make or can make, right? Like if you are making $50,000 a year after taxes, well if you figure out the type of life that you want within that pay range that you have, that salary range that you have, then you could go and just live there. Like if you want to be like a full-time streamer, for example, of like playing video games, well, if you figure out that your yearly expenses or like your monthly expenses is only like two grand a month, then all you have to do is literally make two grand plus to be able to live that lifestyle, right? So that's just something to really think about. Like you don't gotta necessarily make anything too complicated. You could probably even do this all in like one single piece of paper. Just like a rough estimate, like hey, this is how much probably it's gonna have to be like costing every single month on average if I were to be like minimal with it. And this is how much money that I know that I could pretty much make. Or if I can't make it yet, I'm gonna do everything I can to make that amount of money Decrease my expenses so that I could live this specific type of lifestyle. So, Just keep that in mind. Like, Don't make it too complicated. If you want to learn how to get out of debt so it's a little bit easier for you to live this type of lifestyle or whatever lifestyle you want because you have a m- massive amount of cash flow, go to 40 Hey, this podcast is sponsored by...